The Business Buzz Podcast. The Business Buzz with Mudiwa Mob Justice Gabaza. Good day and welcome to the Business Buzz for a weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on VOW FM, that's Voice of Vits, broadcasting live from our studios in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. My name is Mbidiwa Mob Justice Kavazando, be your host for the next hour. Who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to keep you uh, entertained, educated and intrigued about the world of business. Now for today, we are following on from a show that we had a few weeks ago uh, where we gave you tips and tricks uh, to help you not to get uh, into the trap of making impulse purchases and manage your finances during the festive season. Uh, We spoke uh, at the time uh, to one of our resident experts, that's Zanile Kunene from BDO, and uh, we're talking more along getting into the festive season, Black Friday, which uh, happened this past week, uh, by the way. And on Black Friday, Friday before I continue. It's been very interesting to see and hear um, some of the numbers that were coming out um, from the companies out there because um, there was some data uh, that came through from a payments provider. There's a company called PayU, uh, which is a fintech company and they have, uh, they are backed by, uh, you know, the company process and they actually recorded um, an increase of 14.1% in, t- in uh, transaction volume volumes on their platform uh, for Black Friday. But the number that really, 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 really stood out to me um, is the fact that they said that between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. on the day, on Friday, last week on Black Friday, 38 million rand was spent in one hour. One hour that was spent 38 million rand with people buying and taking advantage of uh, the specials. Uh, that was Black Friday. And uh, this, those are some numbers coming from PayU. And if you think about the fact that this is just on PayU, uh, we're not talking about the people that um, went into physical shops. We're not talking about people that were using other payments providers. It uh, begins to paint a picture uh, for you around how crazy Black Friday must have been. But Beyond Black Friday for today, we want to focus on um, beyond festive season. Um, Yes, we are going to talk about how to plan for the festive season, continue that conversation, but more importantly, life in 2021, because um, it's always good to start planning well ahead. Um, Usually people get into New Year's resolutions and the like, and we said, no, we need to have financial plans for the year that's upcoming. So to help us to navigate the topic, we're going to be talking to Kirsty Scully, who is a certified financial planner and a chair-elect at the Financial Planning Institute of uh, Southern Africa and also an independent financial planner in Cape Town, uh, just around uh, financial planning for the festive season and the new year to come. Also, we're going to be getting into the business wrap where we give you the roundup of the week's top economics news and then we get into the Buffalo Index for the state of your 100 rand. Now remember that you can uh, keep in touch with us. We are VFM Voice of Vits. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, that is uh, FM or Voice of Vit or Voice of Vits. Otherwise, our other Facebook page is Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, it's at VFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. You can also stream the station live on VFM.co.za. And remember that our great content is available on Vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business.
Otherwise, for people that uh, can't tune in live, uh, you can find our podcasts of the show are available on iono.fm together with Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as well. So that's how the next hour is going to be looking. Don't turn that down. This is The Business Buzz. More justice on The Business Buzz. It's time for us to look back at the week's top trending business and economics news in our business wrap. And a good place for us to start is uh, what happened last night. There was a family meeting. Uh, that's uh, usually when uh, President Ramaphosa uh, comes on to address the nation, as has become the tradition during this COVID-19 period. And uh, for last night, one of the big things um, was that the president was actually saying that um, South Africa's actually recorded more than 4,400 new infections uh, just on Wednesday alone, which is the largest daily increase um, in COVID-19 cases since the middle of August. And um, as a result, there are some restrictions that are being put in uh, localized areas as opposed to blanket national uh, restrictions. Stricter localized restrictions will only be implemented in COVID-19 hotspots, whilst the rest of the country continues to actually operate under the already established level one regulations. So last night, uh, Nelson Mandela Bay was in the spotlight, uh, you know, in the Eastern Cape, uh, as it said that they're going to have tighter restrictions, uh, which will include a 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. curfew. You'll know that in the rest of the country, the curfew um, runs from about to midnight. And then there are also going to be curbs um, on the sale of alcohol from Monday uh, to Thursday. Thursday and reduced numbers for um, gatherings as well. In addition, the president actually raised concern about, uh, you know, coronavirus cases in places like the Sarabatman district in the Eastern Cape together with the Garden Route in uh, the Western Cape. So that's how, you know, that was some of the big highlights uh, that were coming out from there. Uh, probably a good time for the president to be letting the country know what's going to be happening as we get into to the festive season. Um, switching over to the realm of economics, uh, there are some uh, economists that are actually warning of a jobs bloodbath, um, you know, over salary hikes uh, for domestic, uh, you know, and farm workers. Um, you know, that's what's happening because uh, the National Minimum Wage Commission, uh, which comprises independent experts and representatives from uh, labor um, and the business community, has actually recommended increases of 16 and 20 percent for farm and domestic workers uh, respectively. Uh, the farming and domestic work sectors are among the largest employers in the in the country and um, have actually been facing uh, in a country that's actually facing a 30.8 percent um, unemployment rate and this is an issue uh, that is being big at the moment because um, people are going through some uh, some negotiations at the moment and and these are some recommendations coming out from that committee. And then the other one, uh, this one is uh, quite an interesting one, uh, but it seems that uh, the presidency has actually says that uh, more than 400,000 job opportunities have been uh, 
created or supported uh, through the 100 million rand employment stimulus plan uh, which was formed part of the president's economic recovery plan um, aiming to create 800,000 part-time job um, opportunities uh, this year in addition to building on public employment programs such as roads construction and municipal cleaning uh, some of these uh, innovations have been added uh, such as uh, school teaching assistants early uh, childhood education workers and other employment opportunities for the youth so that's how the you know that's how the economy is looking like for this week uh, the only other thing that's happened is that we got some manufacturing numbers uh, you know a bit of a slowdown on that end um, on the other side of this we come to uh, the buffalo index where we tell you the state of your 100 rand you're to the business bus The Buffalo Index on the Business Buzz. It's time for us to get into the Buffalo Index. That's a part of the show where we tell you what your 100 rand looks like. And for today, because we are talking about the world of investing and how as a young person you can get into investing i have a list of five books that i would re- recommend um that anyone who wants to get into investing can actually um you know read for themselves and you know start off this journey i'm happy to say that i've read uh, four out of the five books i'm about to recommend and um you know i think this is makes for good reading opens up your mind you don't necessarily have to follow what's said uh, but it's just good to be Aware, and these are the type of books that actually help you to get thinking about you know your life uh, in the world of investing but also i've thrown in you know two business books uh what i think are business books and they sort of help you to maybe around finding your purpose deciding what it is that you want to do with your life which may also then inform what do you actually want to achieve from your investing life you want to build a house one day are you trying to create wealth for you and your family are you trying to create generational wealth that will outlaw last your uh your lifetime and you know maybe serve uh two or three generations down the line where do you want to go so the first book is uh, napoleon hill's uh think and grow rich uh that is a staple you often hear this book uh, being spoken about uh that will cost you about two and a half buffaloes at 236 rand and then uh, simon sinek he has one called uh, start with why and uh, that's another one for two and a half buffaloes uh coming in at 221 rand your your three buffaloes at 300 rand could get you a book from a local author uh, that is Muteto Nyati with uh, Betting on a Darky. He is the CEO of Outron, uh, formerly managing director of uh, Microsoft in South Africa. Uh, just talking about his life's journey. Very good reading um, if you want to get into the world of business and maybe finding your your purpose and then benjamin graham uh the intelligent investor uh that's uh you know the most expensive book on this list at four and a half buffaloes or uh, 460 rand uh, this is uh one of those books it's a seminal work and you have people like uh, warren buffett talking about how um this was one of the books that actually led them um down the road um of investing and uh, benjamin graham was actually quite influential in his life and then the last book on the list is uh, Tony Robbins. He's coming in with a book called Money uh, Mastered the Game. Another two and a half buffaloes uh, coming in at 241 rand. So with about two, maybe three buffaloes, you can get yourself um, one of these books with the exception of uh, 
Benjamin Graham's book and it's definitely very good reading and uh, much recommended for anyone who's looking at a career uh, in business and uh, the world of investing and uh, finding your purpose uh, because all of it is informed. So that's been it in terms of uh, the Buffalo Index. On the other side of this, we get into the main topic. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. So we are talking about how to, you know, look back at 2020 and perhaps improve um, for 2021 because uh, for a lot of consumers out there, 2020 is one of those years uh, that was just tough um, on the pocket. But maybe some proactive steps could help us all um, to get started around how to plan uh, for 2021 and, you know, just to make sure that uh, we're good and ready and that we, you know, we hold on uh, to some of the things that we say that we are and to help us to unpack and maybe give us some tips and tricks on how we can do that uh, we're joined by uh, Kirsty Scully who is a certified uh, financial planner and also chair chair elect uh, of the Financial Planning Institute of Southern Africa and also an independent financial planner in uh, Cape Town so Kirsty, greetings to you hello good to chat to you Renadiwa um, I think just, you know, before we actually talk about, uh, you know, how to plan for, you know, 2021, um, just from your professional viewpoint, how has 2020 really been for people and their pockets? You know, what I would say for the majority of people, 2020 has been an incredibly tough year. It really has. We've seen so many people losing jobs and money has been tight and it really has taught us the, the importance of having money set aside for an emergency fund. Um, but in, so, so generally I would say, yes, it has been a particularly tough year. However, it has been amazing the number of businesses which actually have been able to start up and get going in these adverse circumstances. Um, and I, I've been absolutely at, at how many um, businesses have in fact been able to do well. So it's really been a bit of a mixed year, but generally speaking for most people it has been particularly tough. So I guess against that backdrop and reflecting on that tough year, how can we actually um, improve for 2021? Are there any specific ideas to actually help our people out there uh, to actually plan their finances in order to have a successful 2021? Well, you know, I'm, I'm always optimistic. I'm one of those optimistic people. I love the thought of planning for the new year. And um, I think it brings, brings with it so much hope and, and excitement. But yes, where do we really start? And I know it sounds particularly cliched, but it's been proven over and over again. If you spend less and save more, your finances will definitely be more, uh, will, will certainly be better. And one of the things to look at really is and I know it sounds very boring to a lot of people, but if you instill a budget in your life with your finances, you will honestly find that you end up with financial freedom at the end of the day. So, Because a budget allows you to track your progress. It allows you to also set goals. Um, it's interesting, a couple of months ago, I was reading a survey which had been uh, done. It was, in fact, a 20-year survey that was done uh, with the Harvard University in the States. And through this survey, what they did was they showed that... You, 
it's how important it is to have goals, but not just to have written goals, but actually to also have graphic goals. So that, by that I mean um, having pictures with your goals. So, so for example, if you would like to go on a holiday to Paris, then put a picture, put a photo of the Eiffel Tower on your fridge or on your bathroom mirror or something like that. Somewhere where you're going to see it every day because that is going to really help you to achieve it. You're much more likely to achieve your trip to Paris if you've actually got that photo, that picture, the graphic, graphic goal set, set in front of you. So yes, I'm a big, I'm a big one for budgeting and working out how to spend less and therefore save more. Uh, as you're talking, I'm getting a vision of those uh, vision boards that people tend to have with the magazine cutouts and, you know, all the little <laughs> things that they want for themselves. But I guess uh, just a quick follow up to that one from your experience um, in terms of actually getting people committed to these financial plans is it better for a person to have you know a very detailed spreadsheet this is what i'm going to spend my my money on or something like what you said where there is that picture that excites someone well i definitely think it's a combination of the two because the one the picture of this example of the eiffel tower is going to give you that goal it's going to be able to make you think about that the whole time but on the other hand having something like an excel spreadsheet as an example of being able to track where your finances are going are going to be able to help you see my word i'm spending far too much on whatever going out for coffee as an example and um, and if i reduce that i could have saved myself 300 rand or something like that for the month and that could have been 300 rand towards towards my trip to paris um you know using those examples so i think it's a combination you need to both and with that in mind then uh, what are just some of the principles um that you may have for our listeners just around um having that financial success in the new year well you know as a financial planner i i believe we can actually simplify our, the principles that we have and i simplify it down to three points the points are give save and then spend what's left over but if you have debt then it's slightly different. And I'm gonna say the principle then become give, pay your debt, save, and then spend what's left over. So I, I do believe paying off the debt is very important and it comes in second position after giving. And uh, how do you actually expand on each one of those? Okay, well, when it comes to giving, I am a firm believer that we should all be giving. So, you know, even if you look at from a religious point of view, um, if you look, you know, whether you go to a church and you give there, or whether you go to a mosque and you give there, or whether, it's your, whether you go to, to a synagogue, or even a charity, ensure that whatever it is that you're doing, you are giving, and you're giving on a monthly basis. And I don't believe it needs to be a fixed amount. I think it, it really comes from the bottom of your heart, what it is that you would actually like to give. And just make sure that every month you give, and that's your number one priority in the order of how to spend money. The second priority would be to pay your debt, of course, if you've got debt. But in this case, what I'm saying, is, assuming one doesn't have any debt, the second priority would then be to save. And I call this pay yourself, okay? So when I'm talking about paying yourself, every month you need to be paying yourself. And that paying yourself should be done immediately after payday. So say for example, you're paid on the 30th or the 31st, you need to have debit orders which run on the first of the month into 
into your savings. And that savings can be your retirement savings. It could be your saving for a home, your first home, as an example. It could be saving for further studies, that sort of thing. But make sure that every month you are saving, no matter how little you are earning, even if you're a student and you don't think you're earning much, make sure that whatever it is, it's some of what what you're receiving you open the way into savings. So we are talking to Kirsty Scully, who is a certified financial planner uh, just around the year that 2020 has been um, as we start looking forward and trying to plan uh, for the year that's going to be 2021. We're just going to take a quick break and we'll be back on the other side of this. COVID Biz Watch on, on the Business Buzz. In our COVID business watch, we look at the impact of COVID-19 on various businesses in and around South Africa. And in this week's edition, it is based on someone who started a company during um, uh, the pandemic and is actually having a great event in partnership with Alan Gray soon. Our producer, Slindley Musibi, spoke to uh, Stanley Wemsomi, who is uh, the co-founder and uh, chief operating officer of the gym company. She is uh, currently pursuing a BCom degree, majoring in economics and finance at uh, the university and is the co-founder of the finance gym company. She is a Golden Key Scholar, writer, presenter and among other numerous entrepreneurial endeavors that she has gotten herself into. The finance gym is uh, one of the few that actually translates uh, into a direct uh, impact into people's lives. Uh, She is uh, 20 years old from Durban in KZN. Uh, The company is actually operating from there and provides financial literacy education uh, through their online website. Uh, So she was just answering uh, some questions for us. Um, When did you decide to start the finance gym um, during the pandemic? Um, Actually, why did you do that? And also, what are the three main things young people can do to track their finances during this time? Um, What is your event about? Um, What are you hoping to achieve and what advice um, would you have for those struggling with the budgeting? Here's what she had to say. I would say that the pandemic gave us extra motivation to launch our website. This is the time when people are connected more than ever virtually um, and working online and so we know that audiences are plugged in and why not plug them in with content to help them increase financial literacy rates and that's why the work that we do here at the finance gym is so valuable to helping people map out their financial goals especially at a time like this when economies have taken a knock knowing how to use our money wisely can definitely help us navigate the space of personal finance we as the finance gym think that the three main things that young people should really look at when it comes to their finances especially during this time is first of all budgeting if you fail to plan you plan to fail and so a budget can really help a lot of us see where our expenses are drawn up where our income is coming from and what are the things that we we buy that really aren't helping us move forward and achieve our financial goals the extra coffee that you buy at starbucks that isn't necessary could really be a penny that you put into investing in your business or investing and in capital markets or debt securities. And so that's why we believe that budgeting is a special skill that we all need to cultivate. During this time, we hear every day on the news that a company has retrenched a plethora of workers and unemployment rates have shifted. And in the midst of all of the economic battles that we face, 
it's important for us to become creative about how we generate extra income. If you have a skill or a love how you can capitalize on that and start your own bakery. Um, if you are good at developing apps and good at technology, how can you help companies that are now looking to pivot their businesses to operate online? Being creative and innovative about developing multiple streams of income is so imperative to survive in such a fickle economy and in such volatile times that we live in. And then thirdly, young people should really look at um, how they set financial goals for themselves. It's important to look at the future and ask yourself business or whatever else that you want to do. These are things that we need to think about. And to reach financial goals, you need financial skills. We need to learn budgeting skills. We need to um, learn about investments, about annuities, about retirement funds, and all of these things. So setting financial goals for yourself is incredibly important because it allows you to divert your attention to learning the skills that you need to get to that goal. Our event that is coming up on Friday is an amazing event that we've curated in partnership with Ellen Gray. We've titled our event Defining Your Financial Future because we do believe that in order to have a successful financial future, you need to know that you are the author of your financial destiny. And so we want to equip our audiences with the skills to make wise financial decisions to develop a strong foundation for their financial futures. Our event will be on Zoom from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. and we have amazing speakers, um, some from Alan Gray and one that we've reached out to. His name is Zali Mambuele. He is a property entrepreneur and is very, very known for the impact that he's made in the, in the property space and within his different property endeavors. And our two speakers are from Alan Gray and they'll also be touching on numerous subjects around personal finance. We're going to be talking about things such as budgeting, certain financial goals, multiple streams of income and investment options that you can make. And we think that these are aspects that young people can look at to integrate into their own um, personal financial destiny and be successful. Our advice to those who are struggling with budgeting is plug into all the networks and resources that you can. There's so much information out there about budgeting. There's so many books about budgeting. Our website has so much information um, about budgeting. And so knowledge is power. Knowledge gives you the power to change the course of your life. And we believe that organizations such as ourselves and our other organizations are really there to give you that knowledge to be the author of your own financial destiny. COVID BizWatch on the Business Buzz. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Welcome back to the Business Buzz. If you haven't already, please follow us on Facebook. We have our FM Voice of Vits. You can either find our other Facebook page that is Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VowFM and then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. Now, before the break, we were uh, talking to Kirsty Scully and we're going to continue our conversation. Um, instead of, you know, just planning just around uh, what's going on in the festive season, um, we are also now looking at how to plan better for the year to come um, it's a big thing uh, because you know apart from having fun during this time we have to look uh, forward to what's going on so let's continue the conversation with Kirsty. when it comes to actually savings um, 
when we talk about uh, emergency funds versus you you paying for yourself, is there a distinction that you draw? Can someone include an emergency fund? How do you define an emergency fund? Yeah, I I'm a firm believer that we should, every single person needs to have an emergency fund, whether you're a student, whether you earn a lot of money, it doesn't matter what it is. And people often say to me, but how much money should be in an emergency fund? And the interesting thing is that it will certainly obviously going to vary from person to person, but statistically, the more electronic gadgets you you own, the bigger your emergency fund should actually be. Uh, I think that's quite an interesting fact to, to know. But I think COVID has also taught us a lot. And, you know, people have always said to me over the years, how many months should we have set aside of, of expenses? And I think COVID has taught us that we need to have at least six months. At least six months. I mean, ideally one would have a year, but let's face it, we, 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 we're not all born with a silver spoon in our mouth. So, um, you know, I think, I think to say a year might just you know, push push most of us over over the limit with how much we can actually afford to put in an emergency fund. But certainly, if we can have about six months uh, of money put aside, that that would certainly do you well. And then I guess tied to that then, because if you're going to be paying yourself first and you're going to have to have debit orders, uh, someone prudent might then have a plan in mind. So, you know, shifting over to that, uh, you know, all important B word, uh, budgeting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Budgeting. I know, I know. I think people get tired of me always talking about budgeting, but the point is that if you have a budget, you will end up with a successful, successful finances. So, so we've talked about giving, we've talked about paying your debt, we've talked about saving, and the last thing is we're going to spend what's left of our money. But when we spend it, we need to have a budget. Create a budget because it's certainly going to improve your finances. And it's a fairly simple process. You need to record all your income. You know, some people have got income from different sources. Maybe it's a bursary that you've got that gives you an income. Maybe it's a job that's giving you an income. Maybe it's rental property that's giving you an income. You know, numerous ways that you that, that people are getting income. You need to record what your total income is. And that kind of goes on the one side of the page. And on the other side of the page, you can need to list what your expenses are. So, and obviously expenses vary, but certain expenses will stay the same. For example, your rent or your bond, home loan, that's going to kind of, for most months, going to be basically the same. Put it all down. You need to write down absolutely everything, what it costs you to live. And the most important thing is that you need to ensure that the amount you are spending is less than the income that you're getting in. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that we really then talk about is, um, you know, when it comes to financial planning, um, a bit a bit morbid, but it is a reality is, um, I guess, financial planning as it pertains to, to death. Um, any insights on this? Absolutely. I think, you know, this is where everybody's situation, again, is different. But you need to look at your own family situation. So if, you, if you're if young, free, and single, and you've got no debt, well, you probably don't need anything such as life cover. However, if you have, have a family and you've got children or you've got a spouse who could be dependent on you, you need to think about it. What would happen in the event of your death? How would they manage if 
there were, if you weren't there to provide for them. And if you do have those dependents, you need to have something like life cover to be able to provide for them in the, in the event that you're not there. The other thing is that if you are one of those young, free and single people, perhaps you've got your first job and you work in, it is so imperative that you have income protection. People often say to me, what is the most important uh, insurance that I can be taking? I can't afford to take everything, so what's the most important? Well, firstly, I think it's to have a medical aid. That's number one. But the second most important insurance to have is to have income protection. So if something happens to you, get hit by the proverbial bus, and you cannot work, you need to then have an income that's going to pay you monthly. And not just for necessarily a short period of time. Yes, it must be for the time that you can't work, but that could also be right through to the age of at least 65. And you need to have that income protection there so that you can actually therefore live and not be dependent on anybody else. And you know, a good financial planner will be able to calculate for you exactly what it is that you need to provide for your family or to provide in the event of your death or to provide for yourself in the event that you can't work. Um, on the last point, because, uh, because of time, um, I think uh, maybe we can just get your thoughts then um, as a concluding thought around wills because once again one of those topics that I don't think people are really uh, talking about that much we often focus a lot around you know as a young person you need to save for retirement and all of these things but you know um, issues of wills we don't really hear much about that Everybody who is over the age of 16 who has any form, form of assets should have a will. And it's really important that you draft this. Now, a will allows you to state who is going to receive your assets in the event of your death. And I really want to encourage people, people to put a will together because so often they're fighting within a family after somebody dies. And you can solve that problem by actually specifying who needs to inherit from you. So you can specify that. What The other thing that you're able to do if you've got children, you are able to specify who would be the guardian of those children. Because you, you're going to be particular about this. You don't want just anybody looking after your children. And you can say exactly who must look after your children in the event of your death. And then, of course, the last, last thing that a will allows you to do is to uh, put on there who is the executor, who would be the person who actually winds up your estate. And I want to encourage you there to use a professional. Don't just try and get your brother or your sister or your husband or wife to do it. Get somebody who's a professional to do it. It is not an easy task. It's a lot of work that gets, gets, needs to be done with it. So get, get a professional to do it. And when you draft a will, or when you get somebody to draft a will for you, you can ask them to add a living will to it. Because a living will allows you to talk in the event that you can't. So for example, if you are, um, are maybe been in a terrible accident and you're declared to be brain dead, you can specify there in your living will that you do not want to be kept alive on a ventilator and they must rather medicate you so that you don't feel any pain and you die naturally at that point. So that's what, the importance of having a will. 
So that's been us with uh, Kirsty Scully, a certified financial planner. Uh, she is uh, based in Cape Town, just giving us some insight into what's actually going on at this year and time, uh, starting off talking about the pressure that South Africans have been under in uh, 2020. Uh, but at the same time, how some people, especially in the business sector, have been able to come up with some interesting businesses uh, to actually weather this time. Uh, but uh, the key uh, of the conversation was just planning for 2021 and uh, she's just advocating uh, that uh, you know the basics right you spend less you save more and then beyond that you know just having you know a plan in mind giving you know paying your debt saving and then how to plan your you plan your expenditure through um, a budget and then we also touched uh, a little around you know how to protect yourself and your family insurance in case of death or in an ability to work and then how to cover yourself when it comes to wills because it does save that uh, that infighting within families if uh, something unfortunate is to happen to you um so um kirsty thank you so much for being on the show how can people perhaps get in touch with you if they want to maybe engage further absolutely welcome to do that um, I think what's important is that if they would like to find a financial planner they can look on the website for the Financial Planning Institute of Southern Africa which is fpi.co.za um, or yeah I think that's probably the best the best way and otherwise they can look me up Kirsty Scully Okay, so you heard Kirsty Scully, look her up. Otherwise, you can uh, look out, uh, you know, some of those uh, resources online and then, uh, you know, go engage. And she's actually saying, you know, engage with someone who is professional. So that's been it on the other side of this. We continue with the show. Keep it locked. This is The Business Buzz. More justice on The Business Buzz. So that's been it for today's show. Thank you so much to Kirsty for just sharing um, her insights with us um, around uh, this important topic of financial planning for the festive season and more importantly uh, the new year you heard her talking um, around some of these issues wills and uh, you know paying yourself first and getting yourself on a budget these are likely things that uh, you know many of us have heard before in different contexts but it doesn't mean that they're any less important and I really like the the practical elements um, of what she was saying especially around uh, paying yourself first and uh, yeah that's how the conversation um, has been but you can join in with us and just let us know you know do you have a budget um, that's set for you know that's set for just the festive season have you started planning your finances for 2021 yet uh, you can let us know on Facebook we have our family voice of fits you can either find our other Facebook page uh, that is the fits radio Academy on Twitter we're at VARFM. our hashtag is hashtag business buzz and remember that you you can search for us on iono.fm for our podcast and our links together with all the other mainstream platforms such as Apple Music, such as Apple Podcasts, sorry, and Spotify. You can also find our great content uh, for the Business Buzz show on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. So with that, we've reached the end of today's show. Thank you so much to our amazing team. Our technical producer is Kotlano Serame, together with our executive producer, 
Glory Mabuza and uh, our producers uh, Slim Lim CB Ntando Trimba together with Simbarashi Honde. Don't miss the buzz, business bus same time, same place next week. It's likely our last show for the year, so definitely make sure you tune in to that one. Don't turn that down. There's more great content coming up on the Vow FM lineup. So for myself, Mdiwa Mob, Justice Gavaza, and Rizrit team, it is Take Care. The Business, business Bus with Mudiwa Mob, Justice Gavaza. The Business Buzz Podcast.